This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Aaron McGowan, certified personal trainer, and all my nails broke off. This is Ryan Stanger, certified personal trainer and uh, sunshine soaker upper. And you have found the Dumbbells, a comedy fitness podcast. Committed to bringing you inspiration, motivation, and sometimes information. Hey, Dumbbells, let's get dumb. Stinger, all my nails did break off on my left hand yesterday. (laughs) No. Not on purpose. Uh, I Jason took a little fall in his wheelchair, and I was trying to stop him. And uh, and it like um, uh, all like all of this is like I get like fake nails put on, and it's like supposed to last like a month. Normally, it lasts a month. Um, this time, I got my nails done, and I got the like my favorite. I think nail I've ever had done, which is not that fancy, but it's just like, I love it the most. And my dog jumped up and knocked into my hand and knocked one, like broke one off. One off. And then, um, and then I went and got it fixed. And the girl that like, I had only gotten my nails done like three days before. So she was like, just you crazy person, please. I don't want to see you again for two more weeks. Yes. (laughs) And then cut to five days later, uh, which all of the nails on my left hand got um, snaggle tooth off. So I just decided to cut them all short and just see her in two more weeks because I can't fa- I can't imagine the embarrassment of me coming in there again, again, and with more fucked up nails. So. So that's where we're at. I'm riding. I, I call them my little, my stub hands. Um, is she your regular person? Yeah, she's my regular person. But, I mean, you've had a, a couple successful. Yes, yes. So it's not yes. like, it's not like it's every time with you. I mean. Right. Yeah. I know. But this one, I was like, I can't, I can't face her again so soon after she was just like, watch out for those dogs. And I was like, okay, cut to this situation. So, um, I'm just really bummed about it. Cause you get used to the way your hands look Yeah, yeah. with long nails. Now you do the, the kind of nails that are points, right? The kind of the, yeah, they, they point, they're not like super pointy, but they are like a little pointy. Cause for a while women used to have them or men or anybody that got nails would have them kind of squared off. That was the look. Yeah. The coffin shape. Yeah. yeah. That's the soprano style. I love, I do like a soprano style every once in a while, but, but the, the popular look these days is the kind of, um, like vampire, like, uh, mm-hmm. sharpened. Yeah. 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 Like cool. watch out you gonna die. So that's just like, it's my favorite is that everyone's like, how do you have those nails and be a trainer? But I have never, never one time broken a nail training somebody or training myself. Hmm. It has always been, it's either been me trying to get ice out of the ice tray. That was a bit rookie mistake. (laughs) Just, (laughs) and then, and then now my dogs and my husband who listen, it was all, it was nobody's fault. It was just one of those situations where you don't realize you're on uneven ground and you reach down to pick up some dog treats that fell. And next thing you know, everything is on the ground. Yeah. 
Oh boy. So everyone seems, he doesn't have any swelling or anything. So good. I think we're good, but good, good, goodness, good. it was, stressful. it was a lot. Stressful. Yeah. That's yep. uh yeah. And then a bummer, you know, about the nails and, um, you know, <laughs> the nails, really the nails was like, it's fine. I just was like, at least Jason doesn't seem to have any more broken bones. Cause yeah. I don't think either of us are ready for that. Right. And, uh, so, and the dogs were freaked. So I'm coming in hot, Stanger. You want to tell everyone what this episode is about? <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, fitting. We're going to be talking about the um, the documentary series on Netflix called Killer Sally. Got released in, I believe, November of 2022, but it's burning up the charts over there at Netflix. And Aaron took a look at it and thought it might be uh, fun to talk about on the show because it does dip into the world of bodybuilding, um, mm-hmm. you know, and comes at it from a kind of <laughs> unusual way in the sense that it, you know, <laughs> well, you know, she killed her husband. Yeah. There is a murder. Also- involved. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, there's, there's some training, there's some bodybuilding subculture that kind mm-hmm. of is in there. Um, that is fun. And this is what, you know, weird workout people talk about. So. Exactly. And we like- are that. Yeah, it'd be like if you worked in a bank and there was some story about like, did you hear about that lady that murdered her husband in a bank? There's a whole story, you know, and then so that you know, <laughs> bank people would talk about that and, you know, compare so notes. So just like imagine we're the bank people. That's yeah. that's where we're that's where we come in. So sub well, in this- bank for fitness or bodybuilding or gym or whatever and and here we got <laughs> us. But tons of characters in this. We'll you know, we'll talk a little bit about what we're what we're doing and what's going on with us too. Um, but well, this like marries my two loves fitness and true crime. true crime. And so that's, I was, when I saw it, I was like, I started watching it without Jason and he was like, wait, I want to watch it. So then we, we restarted it and watched it together. And I have now consequently watched it maybe two more times. Cause it is one, I have bad retention. So I kind of have to <laughs> watch things a couple of times, but it's crazy it's crazy to see what people can do to their bodies and then also you know the murder aspect yeah and i'll say uh a good documentary has um has interesting characters uh that are really memorable and quotable it's kind of going away a little bit these days because people are so aware of um being photographed or videotaped or, mm-hmm. you know, living online, that kind of thing. And so you miss a little bit of like the, uh, wow, they just found some weirdo out in the world that they're getting to talk to for a couple hours and cut together. But I will say this does kind of harken back to some of my favorite documentaries of the past where you have like some real strange characters, uh, yep. you know, doing these kind of OTF interviews and sitting down and talking for a long time and they're cutting funky shit together. Um, <laughs> so that, so that was really fun. You know, it's like, I, it, it kind of hit another level when they brought in the prosecuting DA. I was like, oh, okay, this is getting really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. so uh, a lot of fun there. And uh, you know, the aforementioned Sally's obviously a compelling character. And, um, and I think that this, um, this kind of, I guess it's like all through the nineties, early nineties, a little bit of late eighties, but mostly nineties yeah. world of bodybuilding is pretty ripe 
for um for commentary and uh you know I mean it took me down some rabbit holes which I I don't know if you do the thing where you like when you're watching a documentary then you like try to find them on Instagram or Oh yeah <laughs> just I found try her to- <laughs> You did? Yeah. Did you find her? <laughs> no, I, I I actually didn't look for her. I was yeah. trying to find like the kids. Oh, the kids, <laughs> the poor kids. But so she has an Instagram. She does, but it's not, she doesn't really keep up with it. She, she did like right when it came out, you could tell she kind of started it and has a, maybe like a wedding video or two because she does marry that guy at the end. Yeah, spoiler, um, but it does have a happy ending, which I couldn't believe. I, well, you know, is that a spoiler? Maybe I shouldn't say it, but it was, I couldn't believe it had a happy ending after the whole time. I could have, I was like, they filmed this in her jail cell and yeah, she's still there. So a couple of things, we, we mentioned it's on Netflix. Um, it's three parts. Each mm-hmm. part's about an hour I will say, and this was a critique I had early on with Aaron, well, before I even watched it, to where I do feel like Netflix will take these docu-series and stretch them. And like what should really be a two-hour episode ends up being three-hour or ends up being, you know, a five-parter. And you're just like, come on, guys, you don't have... I'll say this didn't feel overly overly long to me. I I felt interested in all three parts. I didn't feel like they were trying to spread... Um you know, not enough butter over too much bread. I felt like it all, it all kind of worked and they had an interesting kind of way they rolled it out too. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, to where you, they don't give you all the facts, but then they give you enough to kind of dole out the information and maybe change your perception. Um, when we get into more of the specifics though, I I'm curious if you did find some of the, um, the other stuff in the prosecution that they, they, conveniently left out of the uh, documentary, I guess, to improve their narrative a little bit, um, Ooh, which did okay. su- was surprised me. Um, okay. Yeah. Cause it is sympathetic to her. I'll, I'll say that it shows, yeah. it shows all sides, but it's, I would say by and large, it's sympathetic with her. You are with her the whole time. And she is explaining yeah. her side of the story to you. They do. Yeah. They do talk to some of her husband's friends and stuff and, and you get a kind of another side of him. But I would say by and large, the consensus is that he was abusive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're putting that much extra shit in your body on top of just maybe, you know, before people knew that they could go to therapy and, you know, work out their yeah. issues uh, in other ways. And, you know, all of that stuff combined. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? So what do you want to do? Do you want to talk about? Do you do you want to uh, catch everybody up on what's going on with you, really quick, um, workout wise? Uh sure, yeah. Because I will. I have shit to say. Really, okay. okay it's good. been a illuminating. Like the, well, I think about the killer Sally. Uh, her name is Sally. I don't need to keep calling her killer Sally. <laughs> Not helping. Uh, But Sally could like squat her husband, who was also a gigantic bodybuilder. Yeah. Like 280 pounds or something. Yes. (laughs) And, and yesterday I had to, when Jason fell, I had to help. I had to pick him up 
off the ground and he's like 160 ish. And so like I had to, I don't know if it's like squatting. I didn't deadlift him, but I, I like kind of like goblet squatted his torso up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I, I have, my back has hurt a little bit today. Cause obviously I was like not warmed up. I didn't prep, <laughs> but I, I was one grateful I could still do that because during this little cut that I'm doing, I have really noticed like my bench press is really weak and like other kind of lifts that I had felt strong in, I have felt weaker in, but I was able to lift his ass off the ground, put him in his chair. And I, so that I'll take as a win. But then in the meet, the before that, so we were on our family walk when this all happened. So we had our two dogs. And when Jason fell, Poncho, the 75 pound one, was so scared. He like bolted and I like for me to like wrangle two dogs and lift him up, I could not do it. So I was like, well, Jason, because I was kind of panicking. Jason was like, take the dogs home, come back. And so I was like, okay, 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 okay. So I was like, I have to run. I have to run these dogs home. We we're probably like not not a half mile away from home, but probably close. Jesus Christ. So I run these dogs home and I have not run like, like, and I'm running full out. I'm not doing the dee, 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 dee. Like I'm trying to race my dogs home and my dogs are trying to race me home. And holy shit, my cardio is, is low. I had to stop and walk. I felt so mad at myself, but I did, I, cause I was dying. So I had to stop and walk and then we went again and then we made it home. But I was like, for the love of God, I couldn't even run less than a mile full out. Well, you had some adrenaline going. I think that that kind of, you know, you well, get a I big- would have thought the adrenaline would have got me home. That's what I was shocked about. Sometimes. I mean, you can get like a huge stress response and then just like weird shit happens. You know, you get all these fucking hormones <laughs> going, you know? So who knows? True. It wasn't like you just, you picked like a reasonable pace and then jogged yourself <laughs> right? home. It was just no, like, true. Yeah. So- and, all of that to say was I was like, okay, I have been dragging my feet to do like running cardio. I have been doing like step for cardio, which is still cardio, but it you get kind of built in breaks. And so I was like, okay, let's do this. I can start bringing it, even if it's just a mile a day, just run a mile and just not even a day. I'm not just maybe three times a yeah. week. So that's kind of, I, I am going to do it. I think yesterday really showed me I need to, uh, just have a, just, I have let myself take a break because I had been doing it a lot. And now I'm feeling the ramifications. And so I'm ready. I feel ready. Yeah. So those you, are, that's, you can overdo that stuff too. And then that can be kind of detrimental to your yeah. body composition. So it's like, I'm, you get too into running and then you're like, oh, now I, you know, I lost too much of, you know, my, my, my lean, muscle, my muscle and lean tissue. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of finding that balance, but yeah, that is, yeah. where were you? Sorry. I had to stop and stretch for a while. Then I picked up a <laughs> snack and, um, I also, there's Do a few a couple things, laps around the house yeah, and few things light I a wanted candle to check online. I had to move the wash into the dryer, but <laughs> I'm here now and everything's okay. <laughs> 
God. And he's sitting in the street, by the way. Like, he's sitting up, and I'm like, oh, God. So, anyways, but with the, um, during this little cut phase that I'm doing, I told everybody I was so proud of myself. I had done such a great, like, first week, week and a half. But then this happened, which is my period. My period came in, and it unleashed a sugar monster that I hadn't seen in a long time. And I scoured our house for candy. I was like, I didn't want, I didn't want anything other than candy. And I could not find any fucking candy because we'd gotten rid of all of it. And then I found this one tiny box of um, jelly beans that Jason had got me at Christmas time, put it in my stocking. <laughs> and I... I shot it like it was a shot, like a shot. I and it was like gross. I mean, it's absolutely disgusting. It was like the butter popcorn in there with uh, like strawberry kiwi. Like uh, it was a bad choice. But I became I like blacked out over this. Like I was like I need sugar. I was like the guy from fucking Men in Black. Men in Black. Yeah, <laughs> it was like sugar water. Agar suit. So, it wasn't yeah. agar. It was like an agar suit. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be her in that movie. She's That's so the good. character I want to be. <laughs> what a home run, dude. You don't see that much that kind of stuff anymore where somebody's just like just fucking nails. He he's great in the two Vincent D'Onofrio. He's so great. Oh my gosh. So that's, so I am, you know, to, no, not tomorrow. A couple days from now is like when I weigh myself and it wasn't like I, I found a couple of like solutions to this sugar fiasco, which was like, there's this like candy, like uh, that's called like sweet smarts or smart sweets, something. And they make like the, f- like a version of Swedish fish or a version. Oh of yeah. Rings. Yeah. Yeah. That are monk fruit sweetened or whatever. Yeah. I don't They have like really low, sh- qu- I mean, yeah. quoting low sugar who, who really knows, but um, and you need they, you needed something like that, not like something chocolatey, because sometimes like a good protein bar that's yeah, and that and can do it for me. Those. And that wasn't enough. You needed it something. wasn't enough. You wanted I like a, sugar. Yeah, like I gotcha. Pure, <laughs> unadulterated. Because I even wondered because we had like um, Jason had like a Reese's peanut butter cup. And that was, I was like, no, not it. Not enough. I need candy. Yeah. So, um, so I got those like little, I got a little bag of Swedish fish and they're helping me through this time. Yeah. And I think I did also got, I got the, what, what's that brand that you told me about? Actually, it's like H U Hugh. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. They do chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. So I did get a chocolate bar that is one of theirs. It's like, I don't know. It's not like, it might be dark chocolate with like almond butter or yeah, something. Yeah. Cause I, I don't like it. It's not like so good. I want to eat the whole thing, but it does like give you a little, if something. I do need the chocolate. So I, yeah. So I was like, I need just to cover my bases and just have like one of these types and one of these one sugar, one chocolate, just in case. And so far, I have, I am doing okay. <laughs> I'm okay now. <laughs> how, how do the, but go, sorry. It was go hard. Ahead. Yeah. It's, no, it's, I, was, it's, I was just hard. It was an un, unexpected. 
yeah, managing those cravings, especially when they're connected to hormones. That's tough. What, um, yeah. what, how has the exercise been? Have you felt like you have energy in the gym or do you feel like you're flattening out a little bit there? I definitely have. I feel more energy in to do like, like higher heart rate. Yeah. Like gym, gym moves. Um, but I am trying a, like a leg, like a leg day. Oh yeah. Okay. So I, I have, I have done two weeks of a leg day. I want to do the other stuff too, but I thought I would just try the legs first and see. And that has been really just different. I have never done like a whole day dedicated. So to like one part of your body. So that has been interesting. My, I want to do more heart rate, higher heart rate things. I I feel that I feel like that kind of energy right now, Mm. instead of like the slow, slow and heavy lifts. And I don't know if that's because of the energy I have or don't have, or if it's just where I'm at mentally. Yeah. That's where I'm, that's where I'm kind of at. And I, my hamstring is feeling a lot better. So I have been able to start like um, doing like deadlifts again. Uh huh. And my God, like I'm doing like 105 on a deadlift and it feels like 155. Like it feels so heavy to me. <laughs> and so it's humbling, but you know, that's the life you gotta. Yeah. You got to ebb and flow. So that's where I'm at. It's good, man. That's good. You're doing good. Thanks. You're in the, you're in the grind, you know, that's, and kind of figuring out, you know, like these f- urges and feelings come in waves. And, you know, the, the good thing is that your, uh, exercise, your desire to exercise is sticking around, you know, cause that can kind of. You know, when you're yeah. at the tail end of like a cut, it's just like, Jesus, I can't even, I don't have any, I don't have any juice left, you know? Yeah. I mean, hopefully by that time though, people are starting to really see some results. And so they're like, all right, I can, I can fucking yeah, I can peel myself through, off yeah. the ground and show up to, you know, keep building <laughs> on this. Um, But that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Anything and any updates on your hit training or your sleeping or your not a ton there. I'm, I'm still kind of doing the same stuff, but it's not, you know, you know, as far as like progress one direction or the other, I, I think maybe my sleep has been, I've been cleaning up my sleep a little bit, trying to go to yeah? bed, trying to go to bed a little earlier, you know? Um, okay. so that's good. And then, you know, just doing the little circadian rhythm tricks to where I'm, getting sunlight early, you know, that's always like really helpful movement and sunlight Mm -hmm. as early as possible that can start help, you know, help you build that melatonin for the rest of the day. Um, it starts your wake cycle on track and then, Oh yeah. Yeah. So there's that, um, you know, cause I walk my dog pretty early, but she, uh, you know, in the winter time, you know, you just get a little lazier and lazier and then, starts so hard starts stretching and she's like you know it's like you know it's after 10 and she's like are we gonna go on this fucking walk what the hell are you doing a lot of milling around a lot of milling around (laughs) (laughs) a lot of milling around yeah Um, so we're cleaning all that up uh so you know so that's good and then 
you know, my normal shit, doing the sauna, you know, fitting the exercise in, um, you know, haven't been going as heavy on the weights and that kind of stuff, but, but I've been doing a lot of this hit training, which feels good. Yeah. Yeah. What? Just, like, just, just hit training on the bike though. Oh, on the bike. Okay, yeah. Cool. That was, I was going to ask what's your favorite hit training move, but on the bike, I do it on the what bike. Uh, well, do you just go really fast? like low resistance and then slow or, and then heavy fast. I, I alternate between doing, uh, speed, you know, sometimes cadence and speed, um, mm-hmm. for my, you know, my high intensity intervals and then sometimes, uh, resistance. So either okay. way, okay. you know, when you're, w- when you're watching your heart rate, um, you know, you can see it, you can see either one, um, yeah. you know, so it's just like, Oh, that, you know, I could either, you know, go this, you know, a hundred RPMs, um, up from 80 for 30 seconds, or I could increase the resistance to this and that'll get, that'll get my heart rate there the same. But I find that doing a combination of the two and like alternating back and forth, either in the same workout or in different workouts, you know, helps you kind of from getting used to it, you know, cause like you're, yeah. you're, you know, yeah. you can like your baseline level of fitness can increase and then you're just like, Ooh, it's not hitting the same way it used to. And it's just like, (laughs) how fast do I have to go? Um, so yeah, so yeah, yeah, that that's, and I do, I do the bike because of my, you know, because of the issues I have with my joints. Um, you know, it's like, you know, lower impact on the joints. And then also I find that like, you're just able to exercise a lot of control over the elements when you're using a bike because, if you're using a treadmill, definitely doable, but it takes, I think if you're doing longer intervals, it's better on a treadmill because it just takes a little bit of time to ramp up, you know, versus a bike. You can instantaneously increase your tempo or your resistance. You're there. You do it within a second. Oh, that's a good point. Versus the treadmill, which, you know, is a little bit of a ramp up time. So yeah, yeah. if you're doing longer intervals, it's not as much of an issue. And I guess, you know, and then outside is a little, can be a little wild too. You know, if you're, if you are able to do it outside, it's certainly possible, but it's like, you need some runway, you know, or can't have people in your way. If you're fucking starting a sprint cycle, you're just like mowing like old ladies over and shit. <laughs> you're just like startling the people casually walking yeah. next to you. You're like, let's push it. And yeah. then don't, and then just take off. God, that would be frightening. People walking um, their dogs and shit. Yeah, just just if anyone wants to do interval training, just come grab either one of my dogs. They will both carry you faster than you've ever gone before. I remember wearing my heart rate monitor one time for a basketball game because I was curious. And oh, I that was like the most that was the most high intensity interval training I had ever done was a basketball game. Yeah. My heart rate was so high. Yeah. And, and then it would go come back down, jump. Oh my, it was just wild. I was like, cause I need that kind of like competitive edge. Yeah. I need to kind of have that fire behind me to really push. I think do hit. Yeah. Yeah. So like doing hit by myself is very boring and very lonely. (laughs) And so I think having, um, you know, having a little competition in there doesn't hurt. Oh, I agree. I mean, I think anytime if you're able to play competitive sports as some piece of fitness, 
part of your fitness is great. I mean, people will stick with it. And I think it's all, I think even regardless of what it does for your body or in addition to what it does for your body, uh, I think it's also like really mentally cathartic too, to, mm-hmm. you know, have some camaraderie and competition and push yep. and try hard. I mean, that's what we lose when we get older. I think that's why hit has been such a boon for, um, people in fitness as they age is because they lose the sports. You know, when you're little, you know, you'll run as hard as you can. You know, you just like fucking go out there and do it, you know, and then you hit like a certain (laughs) age and you're like, well, never doing that again. You know, (laughs) you never know when the last day is that you're a child and you just ran fast for no reason. Yeah. Truly. Like I ran as hard as I could for, you know, a whole afternoon um, and then like you hit like a certain age and like, fuck that shit stopped, dude. I fucking, <laughs> I haven't fucking done anything outside of moving from my bed to my car, to my work, to my couch <laughs> for 18 years. <laughs> Man. Well, that's. Hey, I'm glad you're sticking with hey, it, Stinger. Whatever thanks. it'll be, wow. whatever thanks. it takes. Thanks. You know, I'm glad you're going to bed freaking early, God. I mean, I'm We've not doing. I'm so not many doing... people writing in, worried about your ass, trying to get you to bed early, and I'm not on the McGowan level of like 7 p.m. But you know, <laughs> come on. Hey, it's hard to stay awake. I did stay up this weekend until midnight. Wow, and. Oh my God. The next day felt like I had been run over. Wow. So I just have to say it's hard to say. <laughs> it is. I'll think of something like for the show and I'm like, oh, it's eight ten. Aaron will order to be asleep. I better wait till tomorrow <laughs> to do it. <laughs> it's eight ten. We go to bed at eight thirty. Okay. It's good. I'm so jealous. We- it's be- it's better. It's better, dude. What's up, Bell Babies? It's me, Aaron, stopping this great episode to come to you guys and tell you about Athletic Greens. You know we love them. We've talked about them before. I started taking Athletic Greens because of the dumbbells. I had heard about it on the dumbbells, and when I became a host, you know they hooked me up, and I had to see what all of the hype was about. Now, not only did I feel healthy... Um, but I felt cool (laughs) and it was actually like kind of, it it came to me at the perfect time when I was looking for, um, a simple way to just kind of start my day off on a healthy, strong foot. Now, what is it? You guys, you're taking one delicious scoop of athletic greens and in that you're mixing it in some ice cold water, whatever you want. Really. I just use some freaking good ass cold water, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right, which is what I, what I really was looking for. If I start my day off right, I I know I'm going to do okay. (laughs) If I start my day off on a crazy foot, hey, this still helps. Okay. So this Special blend of ingredients. It's supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, focus, and aging. All of these things. Now, 
Athletic Greens to me tastes like um like a mild like tropical flavor. It tastes good to me. It's nothing like shocking, but it feels healthy. Like it tastes like you're a healthy person, if that makes sense. Um, it definitely helped with my digestion and I felt a big difference in my energy level. Um, I love to actually take their travel packs on the road with me whenever I'm traveling because I don't always know when I'm going to get any of any nutrients. I don't know. I don't know if I'm just going to be eating tacos or if I'm going to actually get a healthy, well-balanced meal. And so having these with me gives me a little peace of mind. So it's lifestyle friendly, whether you're uh, eating keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, you're going to be okay if you take this. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still Tasting good. It supports better sleep quality and recovery. Supports mental clarity and alertness. So, hey, don't we need that? And listen, it's the one thing with all of the best things. It's based on the latest science and constant product iterations and third-party testing. So just keep all of that in the back of your head. Um if you have the space, uh, but it's also like tons of people are out there taking some kind of multivitamin. And so it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients. And the fact that they are actually having constant product iterations and third party testing can let your mind be at ease. Now, what does it cost? This sounds expensive. Well, athletic greens was created when the founder was experiencing gut health problems and ended up on a very expensive $100 a day supplement routine. So he made Athletic Greens after experiencing how tough that was to keep up. And and now for you, it costs less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than my cold brew habit and maybe yours too. Let me know. So you guys, right now, It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash dumbbells. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash dumbbells to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, Bell Babies. So whether you are at the gym, on the go, or between meals with the fam, Mosh Protein Bars are the smart snack to keep your brain and body fit, fueled, and feeling good. Okay, so Mosh is one of the Dumbbells' newest sponsors, and we are so excited about it. With six delicious flavors, each Mosh Bar comes packed with 12 grams of protein, and brain-boosting ingredients like ashwagandha, lion's mane, collagen, and omega-3s. At 160 calories and only one gram of sugar, mosh protein bars are 
the guilt-free snack your brain and body will crave. Now, I just I just got to try Mosh uh, protein bars for the first time, and I loved it. <laughs> I, I am so happy. I loved it. You guys know I've been trying to clean up my caloric intake and trying to find all the little hacks out there. And I, when I tried them, the first one I tried was the cookie dough crunch and it was so good. I wanted to eat another one, but I will say I think that that is such a huge testament at how good like the research and development was on this bar because I, it was yummy and I feel like I was better for it. Smarter, some would say, uh, more focused. Now, I don't know. That might've just been, you know, my, my take on it, but I will say, man, they were yummy. They, I, they hit the nail on the head when it comes to finding something that tastes good and actually is good for you. Now, the your brain, my brain, is supposedly out here being our number one tool, which is what we need, okay? Which is why Mosh protein bars were expertly formulated by neuroscientists, okay, top neuroscientists at that, and functional nutritionists to support optimal brain health. So this actually goes deeper. So this was founded by Patrick Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver. Mosh, they have a mission-driven company, and so a portion of all proceeds donated to support women's brain health research through the Women's Alzheimer's Movement at Cleveland Clinic, which I think is so cool. I think it's so important. And I, you know, I, I am happy to support a company that is working on something so close to my heart. And I know probably lots of people out there as well. So if you guys are, are looking for something to kind of help, like, you know, they have other flavors, the peanut butter crunch one. I love peanut butter. And they also have the um, blueberry almond crunch. That one is also, it's like eating like, um, like one of those, like, um, like a coffee cake that you would make, but it's, you know, not warm. I guess you could warm it up. Think about it. I should try it. You guys should try it. Let me know. Um, I have now had one every day since I started and it's now something I look forward to. So Mosh, hook it up. You guys don't settle for a mediocre snack when you can nourish your body and mind with the fuel it needs to succeed. So whether you're at the gym, on the go, or just living your best life, Mosh Protein Bars will keep your brain and body fit, fueled, and feeling good. Head to moshlife.com slash dumbbells to save 20% off plus free shipping on your first six-count trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on your first six count trial pack, which includes all six mouthwatering flavors. Mosh Life, M O S H L I F E dot com slash dumbbells.
but I do have a weird thing, which I've realized is I we used to watch Master Chef, but like on the TV, like as we were getting ready for bed, and then we kind of got tired of that. We tried like other shows that were kind of in that world, like other like Great British Bake Off, which I love that show. But then Jason put on um, Bar Rescue. Have you ever heard of Bar yeah, Rescue? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with the, with another yelling man. Yeah. And I was like, ah, that's this is it for me. And it's just like a man that's good at his job yelling about how bad other people are at their job. It's what puts me to sleep at night. <laughs> It gets me ready I, to go night night. I don't like some of his ideas though, because like sometimes it's like just a oh no yeah a perfectly fine dive bar that's part of the charm, and then he's like, "We're gonna do quesadilla fusion slider Thai food." And you're just like, "What the fuck? Nobody wants that fucking shit." <laughs> With like little weird dips and stuff, you're just like, "Oh no, this is you know part of the charm was <laughs> that it was weird dips." Uh, <laughs> Oh, wait, I was going to ask you something. Okay, so I went and trained my friend at Equinox. Okay. Okay, so very fancy the other day. You snuck it. I snuck it, yeah. I worked out with her. It looked like we were two girls having fun, you know? Um, But if anyone was looking super close, they'd notice I was doing a lot of talking but that's not unusual. So I we warmed up by just doing a little like walk and talk on this fancy ass treadmill that I thought I would ask you about. I've never seen it. It ha- okay. So it it's got has the like planked belt. Yes. Yeah. You knew exactly what I'm talking about. What is up with that? Yeah, they're cool. They're just a little more functional. They're cool and like um I think pretty good on your joints too. Yeah, it did seem good. Like it felt really like almost like you were on a cushion. Yeah. Like a hard cushion, but it was still like, like it felt like it moved with your knees or something. Like it wasn't. Feels good. And it was like wood paneled handles. Yeah, they're nice. Very fancy stuff. God. Beautiful. Nice. I was like, okay, maybe I go to Equinox at some point in my life because LA Fitness, they don't have wood paneling on anything. Well, <laughs> here's the deal. Equinox is is incredibly overpriced, but... Ab- absolutely. I yeah. will say that they... Um, it's such a w- stupid podcast thing that it changes the way we communicate where I say things like, I will say... It's like, just fucking say it. <laughs> People are fucking listening. You don't have to say, I will say... <laughs> Uh, I will say. I will say what Stanger. Um, they their equipment is state of the art, so they're always like if there's some new shit out there, they're getting it. They get it in yeah. there, and if it's broken, it's maybe for like a day, and then they have it fixed. So yeah. you're not dealing with a lot of shit like shit. That fucking thing's been out of order since the fucking Titanic went down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was built wrong when they put it in. And yeah. Then we never so it's it. like you yeah. get to, you get to see things like this and try them out. They're always fucking working. They're always perfectly clean. Um, you know, it's, it's updated. It's not, you know, it's not quitting on you. And then if there's like, yeah. you know, like a wonky stair stepper, they'll maybe try to fix it once or twice. And then eventually they're just fucking out and they got the it's new gone. one. Yeah. They got the new thing in there. <laughs> Um, so that is cool. So you do, you do pay. It's kind of like Disneyland. Like you're paying all this money, but then like, you know, like the grounds always do look pretty nice. You know, it's like the fucking, 
You know, they're the, doing it right. Yeah, they built another land, and I'm here to see it. Yeah, the fucking flowers are always new and in the shape of a fucking mouse here. You know, what, what can I and say? And no one has ever died on the property, which is really nice. Lou, I don't know about that. <laughs> they don't call it till they're off. Anyway, that's that's how we get into Killer Sally. Killer Sally. Uh, okay, Sally McNeil, born September 30th, 1960, is, this is from Wikipedia, is an American former professional bodybuilder who was convicted for the murder of her husband and Mr. Olympia competitor, Ray McNeil. Yeah. Is that a good talking voice? Yeah, it was really good. It sounded great. <laughs> um, okay, so this bish says Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. Where is she, is she from Philly? Okay. Hold on. Where is she? She's from Allentown, Pennsylvania. So well, that's from, where she was born. From Pennsylvania. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's got a very- Do people in Pennsylvania say Valentine's? No, but she's got a very kind of um, Midwest um, working class- um, like way of speaking, charming kind of way of, you know, even like the way she says like testosterone or something like that. Like she, yeah, she puts a little extra English on some of the words, you know, that are. <laughs> I don't know. I just loved. I I was I, I always wanted to be a person that said Valentine's Day, but I couldn't. I couldn't. Why? This seems like a weird kind of like a snobby thing to where it's like, no, well, I just thought it was cute. No, it was cute, but I like, I knew I couldn't do it sincerely because I knew that it was wrong and it wasn't right. But also to these other people, it was right. So I can't be mad at them, but I couldn't be them. And I wanted to be, I don't know if you, I don't know if you wanted to be them. I did. I, I wanted like this to be able like to say a, Valentine's Day with the pure heart. A, I couldn't say it with the pure heart. I think this is like a fun way you're making fun of people. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could be that dumb, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> uh, Damn, you got me, Stanger. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of goofy shit with um, you know, people saying espresso wrong, espresso. Really? People <laughs> oh, say oh, yeah, espresso okay, okay. and then like uh happy <laughs> happy new year's. Um, mm. yeah. Okay. So you clocked some of this too, but I Valentine's is what really it, stuck with me. I noticed it all. Yeah. I noticed Valentine's. I noticed the way she said testosterone. She's, I, I'm not doing it the way she did, but she, I, I can't even. I know. I can't remember how she said it uh, because I, there is a line she says where she says women should not take straight testosterone. I, yeah. It's like something testosterone she you get male pattern baldness that's why that stuck with me i was like note to self yeah she <laughs> keep keep it she had a, a very hard scrabble life um was abused as a kid had a rough fucking childhood um yeah. and um and you do kind of feel for her as a little kid you know and and how she kind of grew up um and then you know being she was a great athlete um, but just really had no support and they make a case for her, you know, potentially being able to, you know, maybe make a run at the Olympics for diving, but really having no sponsors or support. You know, if you're an amateur athlete like that, trying to make it in the Olympics, it does, 
you need some resources to be able to train. Yeah. And so, which she didn't have. Um, and then, uh, got into college and was like doing okay in college. Like she seems to do well with structure, but then had to ultimately leave college because she didn't have money and just her parents weren't going to fucking pay for her to go to school. And so she had to join the military and that's how she became yeah. a Marine. And that's a big part of her identity. And ultimately the case that they was built against her was her, you know, record in the military as a Marine and some disciplinary issues she had and also access to weapons for some of the videos and kind of alternative content that she was creating, you know, as a fitness yeah, personality. Yeah, she became a wrestler. Right. <laughs> um, but she got in 1988, she got first place in the middleweight division of the U.S. Armed Forces Championships bodybuilding competition. Now, I don't know. I don't know how many people are in that, but she won that twice. They have video of it. She looks great. She's in great shape. It's before yeah. anybody was doing really, uh, at least in female, uh, like uh, physique competitions, anybody was doing really hardcore steroids, at least where she was doing it. And she's really pretty and um, she's in good shape and, you know, kind of has a natural ability to put this this muscle on and put muscle on in a good way. Um and according to her, yeah, she only ever did. Cute. I mean, she really did get huge. Yeah. According to her, she only ever did one anabolic steroid, like Anvar or something like that, yeah, which is a more, she said. more mild one. And then uh, they did test her when she got convicted and they only found one in her system. But she got, she gets a lot bigger than what she was when she was doing these um, the, the armed, forces, the armed forces competitions. Yeah. She got... Let's see, uh, you know, she got kind of consistently third, fourth, fifth, you know, in other competitions. She got fifth in 1992 in the middleweight in the USA Championships, which, hey, that sounds good. And 16th in nationals in the heavyweight. That's when she went up to heavyweight. Wow. Cuckoo. Um. I don't even know how much you would have to weigh to be in the heavyweights. That'd yeah. Be I, interesting to find out for women. Yeah. I don't know what, how it breaks down. I mean, I guess but it was really, it was really interesting to me to see like, kind of like the progression, you know, they talk about like women's bodybuildings and sort of like the beginning of it. Like, yeah, the, they just like the guy from ESPN that was like, I don't know. It would like, we weren't getting eyeballs when all these girls had big muscles. We didn't know what to do. And I was like, this guy, no one prepped him for this interview. Yeah. He's saying everything wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, so it, it is. So the, the kind of the, the preeminent crown that you can win in competitive bodybuilding is the Olympia miss Mr. Or Mrs. Olympia. And, the people that are winning that year after year um, make the biggest, uh, they get the the most amount of prize money and they get the biggest sponsorship. And that's what Arnold won, you know, five or six times. It's what Ronnie Coleman won and Jay Cutler and all these guys, Philip Heath. Um, and then, uh, the, the you know, there's, there's one for women. So there's one for men, there's one for women. And the men were doing, even back, you know, when Arnold was winning, they were doing steroids and now they're on, crazy amount of steroids i mean they're fucking huge they're 300 pounds um and so God. 
the women, as they got more and more into the sports, you know, as per this documentary and the guys that were, you know, that were talking about like running this stuff and doing the commentary on it, they started getting more and more into the sports and they started getting more and more into the kind of the drug aspect of it too, because in order to be competitive or put the size on, you have to, you know, you'd be using some kind of performance enhancing drugs. And so they stopped looking as, you know, naturally feminine and started looking more masculine. And so the competitors were loving it because they were able to kind of take their, you know, competition up a level and, you know, transcend where they were before. But I guess the, you know, the horny spectators weren't as into it because it changed. They don't look like the girls I'm used to looking at, you know? And so, you know, wherever you stand on that kind of stuff and the morality of it is, is moot. It's more just, them kind of explaining this phenomenon and then also what Sally was up against too with her husband because she met this guy in the in the armed forces she was married before and had two kids then she met this other guy who was also a fitness competitor um and bodybuilder uh that was competing in the arm you know armed forces you know before he went pro and so he had a chance to go to the olympia and make a lot of money and so they all just they put all their resources into him and his career and she yeah. unfortunately kind of fell by the wayside and i would say had just as much talent as he did at it cuz he never really he never really wanted they both look amazing they're fucking crazy ripped huge people but neither of yeah. them were ever really going to win you know um, and so you don't think she could have won. She might, well, she might've been able to, cause it seems, I think she uh, that's never, the thing that I she, think is sad is she could have maybe, I think so too. He was just a small, he was just a small fish in a giant pond and she would have been like a small fish in a smaller giant pond. If that makes sense. Well, also so I think he, her odds were better. I agree. You, you, it, that's a good point. And also you never got to see her fully maxed out. Because right. she was always kind of half in, half out. She never could really fully commit to, you know, because she was working full time. And um, yeah, to get money for this joker. Yeah. I mean, he's dead. I can't say that. Uh, he might have been a wonderful man. I never knew him. <laughs> I just know what they said about him on the documentary. Also huge. Also, I will say, if I saw two, but a couple that were bodybuilders, out in the wild, that would be crazy. I don't think I've seen like, I don't think I've seen like a bodybuilder in it, real life. It's rare to see the women do it. Yeah. Um, I love, you know, so like the look of these guys, they looked so cool. Like there's, I mentioned Disneyland earlier randomly, but like there's like family video of them going to Disneyland and they've got like crazy, like, Oakley blade sunglasses on yeah. and like giant boots and like striped sweats and stuff. And like, <laughs> yeah, like fluorescent colors. Yeah. And they're like it's walking like around Disneyland and everybody's like, holy <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> and they're both giant, you know, and like just the biggest human life forms you've ever seen in real life. Yeah. Huge jugs of water and it. like, you know, like Tupperware <laughs> containers of like chicken and stuff. And it's just like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, wait, hold on. How he ate, they said, 114 eggs a week. I don't know. 114 eggs a week. That's what I wrote down. Okay, 114 eggs a week. It's a bodybuilder's dozen. (laughs) God. God. I. Oh, so stupid. Oh. Oh. 
<laughs> bodybuilders does. Oh. I think if you would have added more of an accent or something. Um, no notes. Okay. 114. How many does that break down, break down to? Let's do some math here. A Can day? You faster than my calculator? 114 a week? for 16.2857143 a day. Wow. Good God, man. That's so many eggs. And that's not even like, what she say? It was like feeding a lion. Just like slaps of meat. God. Jesus. Have you ever tried to put on this kind of muscle? No. I, when I was playing sports in college, I tried to get, tried to get big, but it was, you know, it was different. It was more just like, um, it wasn't the same. It wasn't as concentrated. You know, I was just trying to like keep my calories up. You know, I was the, he- the heaviest I ever was, was maybe like 250 pounds. 250? 250. Yeah. But I wasn't, I wasn't as lean as he was, you know, I was yeah. more just kind of like sports, you know, like athletic build. Yeah. Um, man. Yeah. It's truly crazy. Yeah. Because they're sport. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say uh, the a question they said is, is it a sport? Is it an art? Is it a pageant? thoughts oh god that's yeah that's i remember that question and it's a good question yeah i mean combines a lot of the elements it seems like all of them like i don't know i I don't art might be a little much but (laughs) 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 is it sport or is it pageant i mean it is a pageant and can it be a sport to train for a pageant i think so yeah i mean the Olympia, you know, because there's not much outside of that, you know, because they have like all around and fitness and different things to where they have to do some kind of like, um, you know, talent routine or dance routine. But I guess the posing is both athletic and pageanty too. I don't know. Yeah. And some would say art. Yeah. Yeah, it's tricky. Was she, yeah, she t- she called him like a, the statue of David or something. <laughs> she loved him. <laughs> yeah, she did love him so much. She had to kill him. So um, so bum, bum, bum. so getting into it. So you know they they it starts as like this kind of whirlwind love affair, and they present it as such. They don't give you you know they don't give you all the information on them, and they're married within two weeks. They're really happy. Uh, he was kind of the center of her universe and she put a lot of stuff on hold for him. Um, mm-hmm. And then as the, the documentary progresses, you find out that he was abusive. He did choke her. Her kids yeah. did witness her being choked by him. Um, the, her daughter seems a little more conflicted, I thought. Um, but her son is like no love loss, did not like the guy yeah. at all and yeah. was bothered. Um, and then also you get a little bit into, uh, you know, some of the other people that knew her and it was a little more tumultuous. Like she was a little violent with him sometimes too. Um, mm-hmm. like it was, there was two sides of it. Um, not that it excuses his behavior at all. Um, and then you also see, um, you know, maybe a little bit of a selfishness on like they're, they're, you know, putting all their resources into him and, you know, she's got hopes and dreams too. And she was an amazing athlete and, who knows how far she could have gone. And she does get into this subset of bodybuilding to where, like we were talking about earlier, 
you know, there, there wasn't the same resources available to women. And even if you're a top competitor in the women's field in the nineties, you had to make alternative income. Like you couldn't just do that. And so yeah. there's these schmoes is what they call them. <laughs> and <laughs> she, she makes sure everyone knows she does not call them schmoes. Does not call them schmoes. She, she loves them. Um, but the world calls them schmoes. <laughs> yes. And another great thing about, you know, documentaries is when you get introduced to like a weird <laughs> part of society that you didn't know existed. And there's these guys yeah. that like, just like to worship, muscular women and then like be yes. kind of like dominated by them. And so they can buy these yeah. videos where like, they just have like a little weak guy getting like pushed around by a big buff chick, <laughs> or you could hire the woman yourself and have them wrestle you. She says it's not sexual. Um, and doesn't even like to say fetish really, but it seems, it seems kind of, yeah. Sexual. I mean, she can put that wall up and I would do the same thing if I were her. Yeah. Um, but these guys aren't doing this for just fun, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or Sorry. yeah, checking their <laughs> Apple watch afterwards. Wow. <laughs> right. Got my, got my workout in good, good, good. Um, no, but, like, no, but she, they have she tons definitely... of the videos of them. And like this one guy who was like a, a real pioneer in the field that made a ton of them. And, <laughs> And there's like a little bit of a narrative, like, uh, you need to get out of your room now. No, I can't. You know, like people like kind of acting it out and shit is like really funny. <laughs> it's really funny. It's so, it's all like video, oh you know, like set up. <laughs> we got a Delphi sighting. Delphi had to come in and say hi really fast. Um, she, also, she has been, you know, people would like to wrestle her for money. So that's why she's, you know, in, in and concerned and dad, is it okay? We don't know. Yeah. I'm going to let her do it. She wants Good. to do it. I'm going to oh. let her do it. She says it's not sexual. She says it's not a fetish. It's just um. adults exercising. So God, she, she uses, oh, yeah. she uses the moniker killer Sally and poses with guns and stuff. And, shoots guns, shoots a shotgun, which is the murder weapon, right? I think, I don't know. Yeah, um, I think it is, yeah. And then, uh, like, she has, you know, when the, when the case starts, there's this really opportunistic district attorney who just wants to see her go down and make a name for himself, which he yeah. pretty plainly says in the video. Uh, yeah. And she's just got um, pub her, you know, court-appointed public defense and uh, she demands to go on the stand. The guy doesn't want to do it. She goes on the stand. And in doing that, she makes a mistake by referencing something so that they're allowed to show, which they had been thrown out before, they're allowed to show her kind of videos. Yeah. And then in the videos, it has her with the shotgun. It has her say, Killer Sally. And they show a movie poster of it. And then that ultimately kind of sinks her for the jury. At least it's how it's presented in the um, documentary. Yeah, that was, it was, you know, I have a hard time because I, you know, she did do it, but she was also backed in a corner. So it's like, who's to say, but that guy was a real piece of work. Yeah. The, the DA is a real sleazy guy. He did have, a, yeah. he is good at what he does, but she would just, this is frustrating. you <laughs> would just hope that like he would say, uh, you know, justice needed to be served more than like, it's a real, 
it's a real cut and dry case. You have three components. You either got this, you got this, or you got this. And like he's he just really, all like, like shady, you know. Yeah. But here's what I will say. In kind of doing a little research after the fact, the um, the the documentary doesn't show. So her defense is that it was that she had been uh, a battered woman. She had been abused time and a time mm-hmm. and again by this guy, <clears throat> and she kind of. Uh, you know, went into this fugue state and disassociated because she was being choked by him again on Valentine's. It happened on Valentine's day. Um, so when they did the, um, like, uh, forensics, they found that the husband had been shot twice. And the second time he was shot, um, was he was like on the ground. Right. Yeah. And supposedly, right. And so, you know, based on like the blood splatters on the lamp, it's pretty good. It was, I I felt like pretty good evidence, um, which isn't as consistent with her. Like I shot him with the shotgun for self-defense because he was choking me. Um, And then also they didn't say this, but a, a big part of the court case was she said that he had been choking her that day. Um, and her daughter even heard sounds of it, but they didn't find any of her DNA on him. So nothing on Mm -hmm. his hands or his fingernails or anything. And so it's not consistent with him roughing her up that day. It doesn't mean it never happened or that she needed to free herself from it, but part of them trying to figure out how to convict her for that murder that day was she's saying it's self-defense and they're like, look, we can't, find any proof that he touched her at all that day he may have done it in the past he may have been a bad guy but as far as this particular day you know in a court of law now does she deserve to do 25 years i don't think so but yeah it is it is tricky you know like her her self-defense um for that particular day does kind of start to fall apart a little bit and they chose not to show that in the documentary i guess so that you have a little bit more sympathy for her i don't know you know yeah, I I don't know. God, I just watched another one about Casey Anthony, and I I don't I don't know what goes through the people's minds that make these because it is like you have you have to have a viewpoint so right. I understand. But then, like at the end, you're like, wait, what? Yeah, there what? <laughs> they didn't find any DNA on him. Interesting. Okay, well, I guess I'm st- I'm still on her side, but um, yeah, because he's like in there cooking. He had been cheating on her with somebody else that she knew about. And then he was just like, you know, basically telling her to fuck off. And then she just went into the bedroom, got the gun, shot him, then had to reload the gun again, like get another bullet and reload it and then shoot him when he was on the ground. And that does, you know, like the prosecution's case of like a scorned lover, you know, like her being jealous and having a little bit of a violent streak. You are like, Oh, she didn't like the (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, and that's what she had to finally admit to get, um, to get out. Yeah, her parole. It, yeah. Yeah, because she's like, I kept saying it was self defense. I kept getting denied, denied. So then I had to say, you know, and is that just like, you know, have I just grown up with being, oh, uh, you know, in the a woman in the patriarchal world, probably. But also, she said, hey, finally, I just like did it because I was mad at him. And then they're like, all right, you're out. Good job. You you broke the code. 
come on in. Um, I mean, 25 so, years. Cause she, and she was sentenced to like yeah. per, her first chance for parole is at like 21. Um, Jeez. but the guy, I think the fucking guy was trying to get her on premeditated and the, for, fortunately the jury didn't convict her of that, which I don't, yeah. I mean, and then it's like the whole name, like killer Sally. So then you're like, if you're on the parole board, like, do you think this woman is a killer? You know, <laughs> probably <laughs> she not. named herself killer Sally, but yeah. Yeah. Just a PSA. Don't name yourself killer. And then your name. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. You're like getting into wrestling and all that kind of shit. You just never know what's going to happen. <laughs> J- Jason asked me what my um, gladiator name would be. Like if I was, if, oh, like know, the reboot of turbo gladiator. or ice or storm. Yeah. Yours has got to be, be probably like Liberty or firework or crack. Or blaze. Like, Cause it, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Blaze. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. And then I asked him what his would be. And he was like, Rolly? And I was like, I don't think they do IE ending. I don't think that's like, they're not like wheelie. <laughs> you gotta, it's gotta be something like, like, rah, that like, you know, whatever word that is, you know? Yeah. So think about it. Rolly. <laughs> that's pretty funny though. I know. Rolly. Rolly or wheelie. Those were his, those were his big ones. Um, so what would yours be, Stanger? You thought about it before? Um, I, I'm sure I have thought about it before. Nothing's coming to mind. I'm trying to think of ones that I liked in the past. He is changing into his gladiator outfit that he has clearly had. I do have it on underneath this. Mode. Yeah, <laughs> it is like my your main dream, your main your main vibe. Well, I want to see if any of our listeners have ever been bodybuilders or trying to be a bodybuilder. I asked um, a, a friend who I know has done it and she's going to, she's going to maybe do the pod in a couple of weeks when she has a break. So she's, she's been, she, I mean, she looks incredible. I want to know everything. So, um, um, she's competed. Yeah. Wow. Cool. I don't know in what, I, I don't know in, like all of the specifics, but I want her to come on and talk about it. I think it'd be really fun. Especially now that I'm like, you know, looking up bodybuilders online. <laughs> well, you <laughs> know what we should do? We definitely up. have her. We should also maybe like when Olympia is happening again, like, you know, watch it, maybe watch a little bit of it leading up to it. And then, Ooh, yeah, that'd be fun. And then covering that because it is, it, it's a very interesting world and it is the true extreme of kind of what we talk about here from a exercise and nutrition standpoint. I mean, they're taking it as far as you can go. Yeah. You know, truly. And not a, not a healthy or sustainable way. <laughs> no. And you hear about these just, fucking guys dying all the time. It's just like, yeah, you know, pro yeah. bodybuilder dead in a hotel room, you know, he's like doing some, you know, posing show in Cleveland. You're just like, Jesus fucking Christ. I know. Yeah, I know. But you can see every one of their muscles. So is it worth it? Yeah. Well, and you know, we were talking about like, uh, performance enhancing drugs and it's like, it's, you know, even talking about like, we were talking, I think last week about the liver King or maybe the week before. And Mm -hmm. you know, it is, it is important to note and pay attention to what kind of enhancement these people are taking. Um, because it is the part of their full story. Also, that isn't to take away from the work that they're putting in because 
it's like the, you know, even if they are like this guy, you know, her husband McNeil was on five or six different kinds of steroids, but I mean, he was putting the time in the gym, um, or right. whoever is winning the, you know, the men or the woman that's winning the Olympia now. I mean, nobody's putting more time in than they are. It's not that they just have the best drugs. It's, it's truly like they are putting the time in. So yeah, it's not a shortcut. God. Yeah. Yeah. What would happen if you just did steroids and then nothing else? Would you just become a raging maniac? I get, I don't know. I mean, it, even the maniac <laughs> part isn't guaranteed, but I think that like, no matter what you do, put a little lean muscle on, you know? Yeah. But you, you know, part of it is pushing it. And it also, a huge part of it is like, um, your recovery, you know, like it just eliminates any recovery time. Nice. It's like you don't have to, you know, you don't have to put the same amount of rest in. You can just keep going and going and just going. Just keep going. Yeah. Man, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, bad. That's cool. <laughs> I keep saying cool. I don't know. What do I mean? What do I want? Who knows? Um, well, good work. I think we, I think we did it. We talked about Killer Sally. Thanks for being down to do it because you know I love it. I, I was, I was compelled by it. I was happy to watch it. It was an easy watch and. I did at at the end of it like end up liking her. Um I did too. And feeling yeah. bad for her and her poor fucking kids. I know. Her son, know. especially. You wonder if he became abusive. They don't I know. They don't it's just the say the cycle. Yeah. And, but you know, he did say he did a lot of stuff he regretted. He you know, so I'm sure it's uh, I'm sure whatever that is, you know, probably it, it's, it can be a cycle. You can break the cycle. Yeah. That takes work. Um, it just seems like a tough one to get out of without a lot of outside support, which is something that this, this, um, this documentary really showed of like, if you don't have a network of yeah. support, it is really hard to like get to the next level of, of anything really. Yeah. And so it's, you know, be there for each other, lean on each other, help each other as much as you can. Cause you never know what people are going through. Some times in our life. <laughs> God. Oh boy. Um, okay. On behalf of myself and Aaron McGowan, <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything else you want to say? No, you can email us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com oh, yeah. if you want to talk to us about anything. And we're there. And then you can also find us online at the dumbbells. Yeah, competitive body bodybuilding. We are interested in it. So if you have a story to tell, uh, reach out because we yeah. are curious about it. Um, and on behalf of myself and Aaron McGowan, we are the dumbbells. Killer Sally out there. Um, living in... Uh, Northern California now. I don't know. God bless. God bless. Uh, we like to remind everybody out there to train dirty, eat clean, and live in between. Bye bye. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>